Hey guys, welcome to our mini zone that we are calling Short Stories. Yes. We are going to be talking about our summer reads, some of our favorites that we read over the summer, and we are going to be calling it our summer edition. Yes. So this is just kind of a chill time where we're not focusing on one book, but kind of like life updates, kind of get to know us better, and also talk about what we've been reading. Yes. Yeah. Like a highlights of our the books we read this summer, slash quarantine, because it just feels like yeah. it's the summer that won't end. Honestly. Exactly. It's been like a six-month summer. Yes. So our favorite books we read, just our recommendations, things like that. But first, we're going to play some games. I'm so excited. Kelsey won't tell me like what she's yes. fixing to ask so me. So guys, I've been listening to this podcast. It's called Andrea Savage is a Grown Woman. Hashtag buttholes. <laughs> Just the name. And it's a really good podcast. I would highly recommend. It's a li- it's definitely a PG-13, so don't listen to it, you know, like with your mom or in public spaces. Mm-hmm. But on there, she plays these games with her guests, and they just sound like so much fun. So I'm going to give Martana a couple of scenarios. One is a, how would you kind of handle this if it happened? I'm already scared. And then a would you rather. I'm already scared. I'm going to start, like, the hypothetical. (laughs) Okay, so, hypothetical, everything about me is the same. I invite you over. It's, like, my new apartment that I've all set up, Mm -hmm. and um, I show you all the rooms, and I show you my bedroom, and in my bedroom, the only picture that I have on my dresser is a picture of you and Jamal. How, what would your reaction be to that? Well, <laughs> I would probably, I mean, we are like best friends. Yes. But that's my only picture oh. in my entire bedroom. Oh. <laughs> I know. And it's not a wedding photo. It's oh. like, it's like a, just a random picture of you guys. So you're like nowhere to be seen in the background. No, it is just you and Jamal. Mm. At a random event. event where you had your picture taken. <laughs> Not your wedding. Um, I'd probably start off saying, wow, I'm very flattered. <laughs> you have this picture of me and my husband. I know we're close. <laughs> um, but why? <laughs> yeah, that's a fair question. Why? <laughs> yes, because, I mean, it just brings up a lot of, like... Why is this the only picture? I know we love each other, but (laughs) I didn't know we loved each other that much. (laughs) A little too much. A little too much. I mean, just to flip this scenario, if I am at your house today, Mm -hmm. if I went into your bedroom, and the only picture you had in there was a picture of me, I would be kind of scared. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah, I'm kind of thinking of the same vibes. I just didn't know how to put that into like, words. Because, like I said, I love you so much. But. I don't love you that much. It just much. feels like a very, first of all, it's like a very, like, intimate space. Yes. And then for that to be the only picture, maybe it was like, you know, like a collage like, of, like, yeah. of many people in your life. I'd be like, oh, that's really nice. Like a signed photo. Why would I have, why would you have a signed photo? Because you're famous. (laughs) When you, well, let's say you became famous and you have a signed photo. Okay. Maybe, but it's still weird. Yeah, I mean, still in the bedroom? 
Yeah, probably not. I feel like that's more for like my like office. An office. Yeah. yeah. Like a hallway. <laughs> yeah, not next to me when I so sleep at night. You would like address it if you were at my house, you would say something or would you I just feel like, like we're close enough I could say <gasps> What <laughs> is going on? Would you think it was a joke or do you think I might I ask, serious? I might ask I'm like, is this our guest room? <laughs> Oh, I like, like that. Oh, you decorated a guest room for us. Wow. Yes, but that's, it's a one bedroom. Would you still make that joke? Uh, n- no. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's a one bedroom apartment. I might ask if I'm being punked. <laughs> um, what if I just, like, what if I was like, no, I just really love you guys. I just wanted your picture to be I'd here. I'd be like, <laughs> then I would probably be like, oh, you're so sweet. And then when Jamal and I leave, I'd be like, what the heck is going yeah, on? Yeah, so you would... So let's say that... I would talk behind your back, yes. Okay. So you would... So what if Jamal wasn't there? Would you call him immediately? I would probably call him immediately. <laughs> yeah. I'd probably... Yeah, and if he didn't answer, I'd call my mom because she knows you well enough. And I'm like, Mom, what do you... What do you think this means? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't... I'd probably call my friend Monica if this situation yeah. was reversed on my way home and just be like... Okay, what do you think? <laughs> I'm just gonna like, lay it out for you. Like, what do you think is yeah. happening? I gotta yeah. be honest though, I thought, I don't know if I would say something because I don't know, I have a problem like confronting people. Yeah, so, but I like how you're like making a joke. Yeah, I'd probably make it a joke first because that's just how I get through confrontation. <laughs> Because I hate confrontations as well. But I also feel like we're close enough that I could ask that question. <laughs> but what if, yeah. But if you took it seriously, what I could like, take oh, it I'm further. Just, you guys are just really special people to me. Then what would you say? Okay, yeah, I couldn't confront you. I'd be <laughs> like, I would leave hurriedly, call Jamal. You'd think of an excuse, like, oh, I forgot, <laughs> like, that I have to... Go pick up my dog, and I don't you have don't, a dog. I don't have a dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so would you, like, how would you talk to me then in the future? Would you ever tell you it didn't happen? Or would, after, like, I you had some distance? I would probably, because I love having you as a friend. <laughs> I would probably try to ignore it until you brought it up, brought something up as weird as that, and you'd be like, yeah, why is that? Like, why, why do you have a photo of me and my husband in your bedroom? Yeah. <laughs> I will not be your sister wife, no. Yeah. No. It's, what if it was just a photo of you? Would that be a different situation? Well, again, it's the only picture, and it's just a picture of if you. If we were, like, in middle and school. And not us together. No, this is present time. We are grown women. As grown women, I would say a little creepy. <laughs> if it's just a single portrait. <laughs> also, like, how did I get that? Yeah. Because you don't have just, like, porch of yourself on, like... Your yeah, face. if it was, like, a special made, like, <laughs> Photoshop well, oh or, like, even painted. Like, if it was, like, an oil painting. Like, an oil <laughs> painting. I would feel like I would need to sit down and talk with you, but I don't know how I would start I that do conversation. Do you feel like an oil painting? 
would be much more urgent of a situation. It would be because um, I feel like you I've... paid money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a substantial amount of money. To have some I didn't just print this off Facebook or yeah. Instagram. I went, I commissioned an artist to paint a portion of you. Yes. And then I hung it in my bedroom. Yes. Like, if that was, like, this is flipped, and I walked it, and there was an oil portrait of me. I think that would make it a much more, like, I have to get out of here now. Yeah. Versus a picture would be like, Because okay. I, I think I'm such, Jamal tells me all the time, like, people can read my face pretty clearly. <laughs> and so I think my mouth would probably hang open. I'd be, like, thinking, what the heck? In my mind. And I'd have to leave before I was, like... You could tell I was very uncomfortable. Yeah, like but the, you could probably tell. With the picture, I could give it like a like I could take around for like an hour and be like, okay. Yeah. If there was an oil painting, Come I would out. I would need to leave then. Yeah. <laughs> and then question: Are you in love with me? Yeah. Slash psychopathic <laughs> killer. <laughs> yeah. It leads to other like. What is this? Yeah. Mean? Yeah. Okay. I would question if you were in love with me. I mean, I would too. Yeah. Which I do love you. Just I lo- yeah, I love you so like much, that. but not in a romantic. <laughs> yeah. Have an oil painting commissioned of you. Like, I mean, what, I feel like yeah. that's even weird. I think that's like a children's love. Yeah. Because, like, would you get an oil painting commissioned of Jamal? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think it'd be kind of cool, actually. Yeah. Think of it okay. now. That could be a weird kind of like cool Christmas addition. Gift. Yeah. Which I think he would hate it. I mean, would you be in this situation? Would you be giving him one of you or one of him? You'd be giving oh. him his own oil painting as a gift? Well, if I wanted it for myself, I'd probably, you know... Yeah, I'd probably have myself painted. Which would be really bougie and over the top. And I'm kind of loving it the more that I'm talking about it. The more that we discuss it. Yeah, the more I discuss There's it. There's time for Christmas. <laughs> There is. There's ample time. Like, I did buy him, last Christmas, I bought him socks with my face on it. I remember that, yeah. But his feet are so big, and made my face really distorted. (laughs) Guys, he wears a size 15, so imagine, like, (laughs) these socks were, like, would fit my feet, which are women's eight and a half, which you probably shouldn't know that information about myself, but taking that sock and putting it on his foot, it was kind of hysterical. But yeah, I'm that kind of bougie person. I'd be like, yeah, here's a painting of me. And you're going to put it on your bedside table (laughs) instead of your game figurines. I mean, that's reasonable. Yeah. That's my hypothetical. To be honest, I like your answer. Because if you would have been like, I would love that, then it becomes creepy on the other side. Okay, so this is like a test of friendship. No, just like a wood, like, how would you respond? Okay. But if I would have laid that situation out, and like, there's just a photo of you and Jamal only photo in my bedroom, you'd be like, oh my gosh, I would love that. That'd be a red flag as well, yes. you know? Yes. So I like that your response, you'd be like, I would be reasonably nervous. Yes. And I would. I was concerned. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like that. Okay, yes. Yeah. That's something else. I have a would you rather. Okay, bring it on. So would you rather use a stranger's toothbrush for a week or wear a stranger's underwear for a day. Both are equally uncomfortable. They're both horrible. I would probably say the toothbrush because underwear is a little intimate. 
Yeah. And, and you can't turn them inside out. You have to wear them the yeah, way God no. intended with them. Full. Oh gosh, no. <laughs> yeah, definitely the toothbrush. Yeah. Speaking of which, okay, so I have a horrible toothbrush story that I'm going to share with you. I'm ready. So my sister, Sierra, she grew up in high school. She had, like, stress-induced seizures. Mm -hmm. So, like, whenever she would have a seizure, she'd be, like, really loopy after. I'm not sure why. It was just, like, a side effect. It was almost like she was drunk. And so she would make all these confessions Oh gosh. Well, my sister oh, and no. I, yeah, we weren't as close <laughs> back then. Like, we're really close now, but we would fight a lot because she was, like, the younger sister. So, one day, after having said seizure, she confessed to me that her and her best friend dipped my toothbrush in the toilet no. and swirled it around, and I had used it. This was, like, months ago. <gasps> and I had used no. it. For months. That's disgusting. Yeah. I, I, she just had a seizure, so I didn't know how to react. Because in those moments, I, I was really mad. I was really upset that yeah, she <laughs> freaking toilet water. That is a weird situation to be, like, caring for this person, and they tell you, by the way, I put yeah, your toothbrush like, in the toilet. Yeah, she's, like, said, did you mention something about my toothbrush? I'm, like, what are you talking about? Did you ask her about it later to confirm? Yes. And I also asked her friend who was the accomplice to this toothbrush fiasco, who was in a perfectly good frame of mind, if this was true, because I knew she would probably lie about it to me later. So I I asked him, and he's, like, yeah, we absolutely did that. I'm like, are you kidding me? So you have, for this reason, you have survived something probably worse. Yes. So <laughs> if I can survive toilet water toothbrush, yeah, I can probably survive a stranger's toothbrush. Yeah. I mean, what would you do if you had toothbrush from a stranger or underwear? I think I would also go with toothbrush. I mean, like the time does get. Like, it's for a week versus a day, but yeah. that's, like, a vulnerable area. Yes. But I don't want a stranger's no. whatever they have going on. I'm for glad a, you for a day. said that because I would be very concerned. <laughs> like, and, I mean, toothbrush, like, at least, like, there is, I mean, it's toothpaste, but, like, it's, like, soap in a way. Yeah. You know? Like, even though it is someone else's that you don't know. It's just, like, could bristles. be, like, a horrible person's toothbrush that's no hygiene. Yeah. But at least, like, you'd be, like, wetting it. You'd be cleaning it, kind of. You'd be yeah. putting something on it that's has, supposed to have, like, antibacterial things. Yes. So, I think I would go with the toothbrush. Definitely the toothbrush. But it's a really hard. It's a really hard decision. The thought of either of those happening... Is mortifying. It's more at least when the toothbrush and the toilet happened, it was an after thing. Like I yes, didn't know. That's it true. Happened. Going into this, like you know, this is a stranger's Ugh. toothbrush. Yeah, it's or this is a stranger's underwear. Toothbrush. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I go toothbrush as well. Okay, so guys, you know a little bit more about <laughs> us now. About us, our friendship, about how we handle situations. awkward situations. You know that we love each other, just not... Not in a romantic... In a romantic way. Sense. 
Which I'm fine yes, with. Yes, I'm totally fine <laughs> with. You're like one of my best friends. So. Yeah. And we also know, totally would rather brush my teeth than wear funky underwear. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So yeah, so, so if you want more of those kind of situations, <laughs> more of those games. Why don't you send us some suggestions? Oh yeah, that's if yeah, appropriate. Would you rather, yeah, send us appropriate, would you rather, or like hypothetical situations. And maybe we'll answer one of them. We would love to answer. I would, honestly, if this could be my full-time job, as Andrea Savage mentions on her podcast, but, like, yeah. I just love talking to people about, like, would you rather yeah. and just, like, different, <laughs> I could go all day. Guys, make this our full-time job. Please. Please. Oh, my gosh. Please. I beg of you. Make us cool. Yes. Please. Please. Okay. So, I guess, back to the real reason we're here, which, this was really fun. <laughs> But I also love talking about books. Same. So if I could talk about books all day, guys, please make that happen. Same. So maybe we should just go back and forth. Like, you can share one. I can share one. I like that. Okay, cool. Do you want to start? Should we rock, paper, scissors? Sure. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors. Shoot. Okay, Kelsey won. I won. So I guess I need to go first? Yeah, you can go okay. first. Okay. Let's see. So the first book, one of, or my, one of my favorite books I read this summer was The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. Oh, which I recommended. Yes, you did. And we bought it at the bookstore together. Yes. I think. It was a cute. It was for like, Galentine's Day. It was Galentine's Day. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes. yes. Yeah. So this book means a lot, but it was really good. It's about like the lady who, without her consent, really. Her yeah. cells have been used, and they're still being used today in the medical community. They're the Hella cells, and people still use them today to um, research things and to make like vaccines and other mm-hmm. things. And her cells, like the reasons why we have so many vaccines, like I believe like the polio vaccine is because mm-hmm. of her cells. Lots of cancer research, mm-hmm. um, but the book really goes into how that. Like, she was dying of cancer, and the doctor took her cells from her, really without her knowing. And at the time, mm-hmm. that was kind of allowed. There weren't as many laws as there are today, although there still are not really laws protecting your cells from being used. Which really kind of creeps me out. It's very creepy. And especially for her, like, because she's very vulnerable, she's very sick. It was like, I yes. think it was like, was it the 60s? 50s yes. or 60s? It was like the 50s or the 60s. So, very long time ago, but also not that long ago. Yeah. And she was like, also African-American, and so mm-hmm. at the time, like, there was a lot of segregation still going on. So, yeah. a lot of bad things. Yes, and a lot of, like, the medical community taking advantage of the African-American community. Mm-hmm. Like, this example of, like, using her cells without asking, um, and then also just her family's journey of finding out that, like, her mom, or their mom was her cells are still living yeah like they're still alive and that they didn't really know about all this and so like their journey about finding that out it's kind of like talk throughout the book and then just you know how they feel because they um they can't afford or after the book was written they couldn't afford medical care mm-hmm. and it's like the irony of like that their mom made all these medical advances but they can't even really go to the doctor but they cannot access health care that like I think that really shook me. Yeah. Because, you know, they're already sad. They lost their mom at a young age. Mm-hmm. 
Parterer is kind of still living on with yeah. his medical research. They have no idea until they're older adults when they're struggling themselves. Yeah. So it was very, I thought it was like a very important book to read. Honestly, it taught me a lot about mm-hmm. science and cells and like how things work. And so I would highly recommend that book. And since you've mentioned it, I wonder if with the coronavirus research, mm-hmm. I wonder if any of her cells are... Probably. Yeah, being you. So, very interesting. It's, it was very interesting. And you know, I'd be thinking, like, eh, like, I don't really want to read a science book. It doesn't read as a science no. book. It's no. It's more like, like an learned, investigative... Yeah. Yeah. Like investigative medical journalism. Mm-hmm. So, it was very good. It was really good. And, yeah, I would also... Re- since I recommended it to Kelsey, I yes. recommend it to you as well. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like it was just a really good, important book for everybody to read. Yeah. Yeah, so... That was my first pick. Okay. That's exciting. That was a good pick. Um, which one do I start with? I'll just go at the top of my list. Um, the first book, I actually recently read it within the last couple of weeks. Um, right before, before school started. It's called Poet X. Hmm. Um, and it's by the same person who wrote With the Fire on High. Um... Which maybe, maybe not, we'll do an episode on. We're going to have you... Spoiler, yeah. Um, but a fan actually recommended with the f- Fire on High. And so I fell in love with that book. I fell in love with that author. And so I decided to read Poet X. And it was really, really good. It was about like a young girl, kind of... Um, she's from a family who immigrated... Um, from, I think, the Dominican Republic. And so, they're trying to figure out the United States. They're very religious. Um, and she's just trying to kind of figure out where she belongs in the world because her parents are from a different country. She's now living in the United States. Um, and her mom is very, very strict on her. Um, especially when it comes to, like, going to mass and, like, being, like, how do you say, is it Catholic? Yeah, Catholicism. Mm -hmm. They're Catholic. Sorry if you're Catholic and I just ruined that word. Um, but anyway, um, she just expresses herself through poems. And what I loved about this book is that, um, it is written as a poem. Like, every chapter is a poem. So... I've always been scared of poetry just because I'm like, I won't understand it. But I thought it was a really good way of like, not only introducing like, um, like growing up, finding yourself, you know, struggling with racial, racial issues, struggling, you know, with becoming who you are, but also understanding that poetry can be really in any form. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really liked it. Mm-hmm. And I would really... Did you ever read, like, the Crank books? No. That, those, they're kind of written like poetry. Oh, really? And I really liked those back yeah. in, in the day. So I love that um, the main character is a poet and it's written in poetry. I like that choice. It was just really, really deep and it was really good. And mm-hmm. I love it because around the time I was reading it, my brother-in-law is actually a poet, and he was getting a new poem published. Mm. And so, I don't know, it made me think of him, and I think he would really yeah. enjoy this book. So, I might get him for Christmas. 
That's a so, good idea. Yeah. If he's listening, forget that you heard that. Jarrell, you're not getting this book for Christmas. <laughs> that was a misdirect. <laughs> you are not. Anyway. So yeah, that was my first pick. Um, it was really good. It was really good. I'll have to add that to my list. Yeah. Well, my next pick is City of Girls by Elizabeth Gilbert. I don't know if I said that The Immortal Life of Henry Lux is by Rebecca Skloot. Um, but sometimes it's going to make a City of Girls. Uh, I think this is actually a pretty popular book that a lot of people have read. Um, but I really liked this book. Um, it's about Vivian, and she moves to New York, and she lives with her aunt, and she um, is um, she's like a very good like seamstress and so she designed all the clothes i really like to read about that because i love project runway you know yes so i love that aspect and hearing about all the clothes that she made and what she was able to do and only just about her life like i really like this book because i, lo- I love books that like follow a character throughout their whole life because mm-hmm. i just like you i want to know, I wanna know yeah i want to know what happens to them <laughs> and this is kind of like a mystery of we don't know who she's writing the story to Ooh. And then we find out at the end. So I like that. So I, I really like City of Girls. It's kind of scandalous. So definitely PG-13. Mm-hmm. But I, I really liked Probably it. Probably shouldn't recommend it to your mother. Uh, no. Okay. I wouldn't tell my mom to read it. But, <laughs> I mean, if your mom is into, into those scandals, things. And yeah, she would love it. Yeah. It just, it does have some raunchy scenes. And there is like a really large scandal in the book that's pretty scandalous <laughs> well i really want to read this is actually on my list i think i downloaded it from the library but then like i needed to read some books from the pop for the podcast and things like yeah. that so i really liked it and it's kind of like historical fiction because it does I happen during fiction. like the war and then it goes throughout you know her whole life basically but i really liked it very so, cool yeah and i it was just one of those books that i couldn't put down like, it was very good. Like, I read it. It's, like, 500 pages. Uh, I think I read it in, like, a week or something. So yeah. it was just that, like, I had to know what was going to happen next. I really, now that you're talking more, I really want to read this. Because I love vintage fashion. I love historical fiction. And who doesn't love a good scandal? I, yeah. I mean, I like to read about scandal because my normal life is so normal. And I'm like, I need to read something, you know. Yeah. Scandalous. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, but I would highly recommend. But yeah, so that was my second pick. Very cool. City of Girls by Elizabeth Gilbert. Okay, so mine second pick that I read this summer, it was actually recommended to me by another book club. Mm. Um, my friend Megan mm-hmm. was like, this is her favorite book. One of her favorite authors. So I'm like, of course, I'm going to read it. Um, I tried it as an audio book first when I was trying to get into audiobooks. But it's one of those, I think, that you need to read it because it's a really deep, lot of big word kind of stories, if you get my drift. Yeah. Um, but it's called A Gentleman in Moscow hmm. by Amor Tol... Tol... What do you... How do you say it? He's European. <laughs> Amor Toles? Toles? If I'm saying your name wrong, sir, I'm very sorry. But I really, this was a book that I was just going to read so I could talk about it with my friend Megan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ended up really, really loving this book. Um, I, As you guys know, like, I love historical fiction. Um, so this is set kind of right after 
the First World War, um, and the main character, Count Alexander Rostov, I am not good at Russian, I also apologize for that, um, they just call him the Count in the story, Mm. which makes it a lot easier, but, um, he's a really high up gentleman, he lives in the Hotel Metropole in Moscow, Mm. um, he's kind of known, you know, he's one of the up richer people and of course after the first world war they kind of went after the aristocrats and so he's kind of already on the line for that but there's a poem that came out under his name and because of that poem it was like they were considering punishing him to death because it kind of went against their beliefs at that time Hmm. And so, but he did a lot of good services, I believe, in the World War. So they're like, okay, you are just banished to this hotel forever. And so they're like, you know, in the beginning, you're like, oh, that's not so bad. But then he has to, like, move to the hotel attic. But he makes it his own. He's got, like, a little reading room. Um, It's just kind of of quaint, you know. He still has money so he can live his life. He, like, eats at the five-star restaurant every night. Oh, my goodness. And, like, has breakfast delivered. So you're like, how bad could it really be? Quarantine. It's like, yeah, it was like a perfect (laughs) quarantine book. But, like, then you realize, like, he can't leave what's, like, he's stuck there. It's his prison. Yeah. Now, so he, but he can leave the attic. That's right. Yeah, he can leave the attic. Like, he can stay within the confines of the hotel. Oh. Which is, you know, so he can have movement. But he just can't step outside. Oh. And so, like, things are happening around him. Like This really is like quarantine. It is like <laughs> quarantine. And so, like, he can't leave. So his friends are already, like, the people who run, like, the services there. Like, the laundry, the waiters. Like, he's a very refined person. Hmm. Um, so, you know, life's kind of going good. He makes a friend. Which is kind of creepy at the beginning, but it's like this little girl who's also stuck in the hotel. And so they like have adventures together exploring and like they listen in on secret meetings. And they just become, he's in some way, she's his only friend. She's very mature for her age. And so they have really deep conversations. Um, But anyway, as the story goes on, the girl grows older, she leaves, the count is you know, miserable, even though he's having a great life, you know, a luxury in Russia for being able to have, like, food and stuff like that. Um, he's just really sad, and he finds, like, the at- the roof to the attic and, like, considers suicide. But what saves him is, like, this guy that he becomes friends with who makes honey on the top of the roof from these bees. But anyway, it's a really long, long story. Um, I think, yeah, it was like 500 pages, too. Hmm. Um, But anyway, the little girl from the hotel ends up having a child herself. And she has to go off and find her husband. The child ends up with the Count because the Count is the only one that she can trust. Wow. The mom, unfortunately, never comes back. So (gasps) he ends up raising this little girl. And so, in the end of the story, you get to find out, does he ever get to leave? Does he not? And what happens to the little girl? What happens to his family? 
So it's a really, it was a really, really good story. It's really interesting. Yeah, it was really interesting. It was really deep. You fall in love with the Count, and you, you know, you love, you know, he's just like one of those guys that, you know, sits around, reads. He eventually gets a job as a waiter um, in the five-star hotel because, you know, he knows all about that stuff. And so he enjoys it. So I would really, I really loved it. Sounds very so good. So if you need like a good like sounds different. Yeah, different kind of read. I would highly recommend it. Okay. Sorry that was really long. No. <laughs> <laughs> really, you love the book. It's so a great book. So I was glad that my friend Megan recommended it. Yes. Shouts out Megan. Yes. My other redheaded friend. Yes, we're the best. Yes. <laughs> okay. So what was your third pick? <laughs> So my third pick is Normal People. Something, again, I think a lot of people have read this book. Um, it's now a, um, a really popular Hulu series, mm-hmm. which, full disclosure, I did not finish the series. I started it, but I didn't finish uh-huh. it. Because I loved the book so much. Like, the book was also one of those that I, like, couldn't put down. And this book mm-hmm. was really, like, it was shorter. like, 250, maybe. Yeah. But I actually loved it. It's about Connell and Marianne about their like relationship over like their lives basically or like from high school to college and just like kind of kind of like they're just their relationship like their relationship dynamics I think a lot of people could relate to them because like if they would just talk to each other <laughs> throughout the mm-hmm. book the book would be like two pages yeah but there's just like all these like miscommunications and like well I don't think he feels that way but like, I don't think she feels that way and so it's just like a really good like, real-life kind of situation. Also, like, learn more about them and, like, their backgrounds and, like, their past traumas that are not influencing them. But I just really liked it. And that's by Sally Rooney, Normal People. Um, and it's also on Hulu. So if you are one of those weirdos who doesn't want to read it, but you want to watch it, you could at least watch it. Yeah. But, yeah. Is it kind of like a romantic comedy kind of thing? Um. Or is it more serious? I think it's more serious. Okay. Okay. I don't think it's it's not funny. Okay. But and there are some like very serious parts in it, but yeah. But yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, my third book was actually it's a historical fiction, but it's based on a true story. Hmm. Again, surprise historical fiction. Um, it's called The Only Woman in the Room hmm. by Marie Bendict. Um, she writes a lot of historical fiction about um, women, which is really cool. Um, but this book is based based on the story of Hedy Lamarr, hmm. who was actually a, a popular actress back in the early 30s, 40s. But her story starts, so some of this is true, of course. Um, Hedy, before... As kind of like the beginning of World War II was happening, like she's Jewish. Um, her parents are starting to kind of become scared of like the powers who are kind of taking over Austria, Germany, those kind of areas. Um, she's an actress, and so she becomes really popular in this um, theater production um, where she's caught by the eye of a Austria arms dealer who deals arms to bad people Hmm. and so 
he's a very powerful person in the government. Hmm. And so her parents are like, you have to go out with him. Because he sends her, like, flowers, asks her to dinner. She's not really interested at first. But they're like, you have to because you're Jewish. And he could, you know, basically end up having you killed. Oh, wow. So they start going out. She turns out she really likes him. She falls in love with him. So when he asks her to marry him, it's not that big of a deal. Until once they're married, flip with the switch. He becomes, mm-hmm. you know, kind of hostile. And so, like, she goes through that pain. She goes through, you know, the beginnings of the World War. Um, she escapes. She's able to escape that relationship, that country. Um, especially after, I won't tell you. I'm trying not to give spoilers. It's really hard, guys. <laughs> it is hard. Um, she ends up going to the United States where she becomes a Hollywood actress. Um And she kind of feels bad because she knows a lot of war secrets because she was married to, you know, an arms dealer. So she knows about a lot of secrets, but she's afraid to kind of tell anybody who she is because she is Jewish. So even though she's in America, she's really still kind of scared. Um, And so later on, as the war progresses and it gets really bad, she feels really bad. But during her time with her arm dealer crazy husband... She started to read a lot of science books Hmm. about, you know, like, engineering and stuff like that. She, like, got to talk a lot with, like, a lot of high-up Third Reich uh, Nazi leaders who were, like, scientists. And she wants to create a device to help them win the war. And so with her and one of her musical friends, they talk about how, like, music could be used... With, like, all these, like, weapons. uh, It's really... It kind of blows my mind. But, long story short, like, she tries to help make these weapons. She ends up actually creating um, the stuff that we now use for Bluetooth. Wow. I use Bluetooth Yeah, we use Bluetooth all the time. At different times. And for, like, our cell phones and stuff. Um, Hmm. So, yeah. It was a very, very real story. Was that part true? Yeah, it's very true. Wow. So all of that is true. Um, I'm telling you all the true things, because if you Google her. But (laughs) um, the story is really well done. Um, It's very interesting. It kind of reminded me of a a book you're fixing to talk about. The Seven Lives of Evelyn Hugo is like the movie star aspect. Um, So it was a really interesting read, and it's really cool. Like, girl power... Her coming back and wanting to fight fight evil. So, I really enjoyed it. So, if you're into that kind of thing, highly recommend that book. Hmm. Okay, yeah, it sounds really interesting. Yeah. I mean, I love Bluetooth, so. Yeah. It's how I listen to my podcast. And, like, nobody took car. her seriously because, I mean, she's a movie star known for her looks. Of course. In the 50s, nobody's mm-hmm. going to take her seriously. No. So, it was really good, guys. That sounds really good. Well, I'm talking about mine next. You just mentioned it's the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I think I said lives earlier. You did, but it kind of is like that, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. It's by Taylor Jenkins Reid. And it focuses on, obviously, Evelyn Hugo, who was like this huge movie star. Think like Elizabeth Taylor. Just like a huge movie star. Was she she, a real person? Evelyn Hugo? Yeah. No. Okay. It's fictional. Just kidding. It's fictional. Um, but like, think like, you know, um... Elizabeth Taylor, like, that kind of, like, very famous 
like yeah and she had many many husbands seven. seven and so it kind of goes through like each husband and talks about it and then there is a twist i won't tell you what it is but there is like a twist in there of you know she has like this other secret and how she kind of deals with that and kind of that's kind of why she has so many husbands mm-hmm. but it's just really good and also it talks about kind of like you were talking about of you know, people didn't take her seriously or, like, she had to put on, like, this certain face and really, like, she knew what she was doing. Like, she knew Mm. what people wanted to see from her and, like, that's how she got so successful was, like, not tricking people but just, like, giving people what they want Mm and that's not really her. And it follows, um, basically it's, she has decided to, she's dying or, like, she is getting old Mm-hmm. So she decides that she's going to finally tell people, like, all about all their husbands. And so she chooses Monique, who is, like, this, like, unknown journalist, really. Yeah. And so that's also a mystery of, like, you're trying to figure out why she chose Monique at, to write this story. And I'll be honest, I've read this book, and it blew, like, the twists and turns in this book yes. blew my mind. Yeah. It blew my mind. I really liked it. And this, honestly, this is kind of, like, my dream of, like, one day Taylor Swift will do this. <laughs> and, like, whenever she's 80, then she's going to, like, write a book like this and just tell us everything about what happened with, you know. All her boyfriends. Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, mm-hmm. Like, Joe Jonas. We kind of know that one. But, like, just all these people. And she's just going to, like, tell us all the stories. Yeah. That's also what I thought about reading this. Like, that's my dream. Maybe <laughs> she'll ask you, even though you'll kind of be the same age, to, like write her book i mean that's true although i don't know if i want that with the twist in the book yes <laughs> <laughs> so i'm not sure if i want to be monique but i mean i get to meet taylor swift and hear about her like personal life details which i yeah. just ugh, that'd be my dream so if you're into the hollywood kind of glamorous kind of vintage yes. scene um this is a really is a good book with a lot of life life lots of twists lots of like you think that you know what's happening but it's really not you don't know what's happening yeah yeah a lot of big surprises that you're just like what yeah so i really liked that book yeah yeah okay cool it was really popular i saw it over the summer and you read it i'm like i'm gonna give it a try it really was not what i was expecting no not at all you do not expect it at all it was way different i thought it was gonna be like a straightforward like glamorous like, yeah which it is but it's also like a lot more than that as oh well. yeah so that's why we won't tell you that so part it's like, yeah it's like the best of both worlds yeah like lots of twists but you also get to read about you know being like an old hollywood actress yeah and back in that the, life in those times yeah hmm. okay um so the next book that i will talk about is a classic mm. book um rebecca so, mm-hmm. you guys might have read this one. You might not have. If you're into mysteries, I would highly recommend it. Um, like, my high school English teacher, this was her favorite book. And so, she talked about it a lot in high school English. And I'm like, this is dumb. I don't want to read this or watch the this movie. This is lame. This is so lame. So, my high school self didn't appreciate. Mm-hmm. Did you read it in high school? No. Oh. But we watched the movie. Which made me think it was kind of like a sci-fi movie. Which, fun fact, Daphne Dumer wrote The Birds. The movie The Birds. I don't like that movie. It goes back yeah. to the school of... 
I had this teacher who I don't think was all there, and she would forget that she showed it to us. <laughs> she kept and so there was the like literally a two month period we watched it every day. Oh my gosh! And so that's I that's way too much. It's way too much, and so I'm like I really can't stand that movie because I mm-hmm. watched it every day for two months. Oh my gosh. It's kind of cringy. It's kind of a cringy. So it's, yeah. it surprises me just, that she's even related to the birds. Yeah, I just because think there's a scene where like this lady goes like, I think it's like a phone booth, and uh-huh. the birds attack her, and so there's like blood, but it's like pink. Yeah. And so it's just like it's so <laughs> horrible. I mean, back in the day, it's probably like revolutionary to yeah. the art, but I just remember she having like pink blood. But her being even associated with Rebecca because I push Rebecca to top five favorite books um because I really got into like British crime mm-hmm. and it's like set back in the day and so like um the second Mrs. De Winter like has to live up to the fame of the first Mrs. De Winter with all her parties and how beautiful she was and she's just like this homely like ladies maid that Mr. De Winter picked up on a trip to Monte Carlo. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you kind of find her story. She's trying to live up to Rebecca and try to figure out this glamorous life that she's never had before. Um, twists and turns happen. You find out the dark, deep and dark secrets of Rebecca mm-hmm. and what happens to her. And I won't tell you because I, I did you. not see it coming did not see it coming so it was not sci-fi at all if you happened to have an english teacher who <laughs> told you it was who sci-fi started relating the birds and hmm. and that but yeah it's a really good read highly recommend it if you're into the cool like mystery british crime scene that hmm. i'm into i'll add to my list it's really good because Obviously, as you've heard from previous episodes, I've been really been to Agatha Christie lately. Mm-hmm. And so, like, all the British things, living in, like, the manor kind of places. I wish I could just be Mrs. De Winter and just live in my house all day and read books. That's the dream. It's the dream. And to have people wait on me and bring me yes. tea. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Have gardens to walk through. Ugh, I would love a garden to walk through. I know. Just a backyard. I, I was excited to get my backyard patio furniture. It's really nice. No, thank you. And I like to sit out there and read, but it's not a garden. So, no, it's also so Jamal, hot. work on that. So, <laughs> yeah, and it's also been really hot here in yeah, Oklahoma. It's like I go to sit outside, but then I'm like I sweating make it five minutes. Yeah. yeah, so that's why I'm ready for fall. Same. And we can go hammocking some more. Yes. And read our books Just having relaxing time. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Rebecca sounds really interesting. My next book is The Girl with the Louding Voice by Abby Dare. Mm-hmm. Abby Dar. It's about a Dooney. Did you read this one? I never read this one. So this one, it's about a Dooney and that's her life. Um, she lives in Africa. I'm honestly blanking on what country she lives in in Africa, so I'm not going to take a guess. You can just but she Africa. lives, <laughs> she lives in Africa, and she talks about her life, and she has, it's, honestly, it's just, like, a hard book to read, but Aduni is, like, so positive and, like, so inspirational that you're, like, oh, 
if a doomie can get through like these horrible things that she has to go through as yeah. a child like i can get through my day yeah <laughs> because her dad um sells her for like a child marriage and so she has to like live through that um, i don't want to say too much like, i don't want to like spoil anything but like she goes through that she is treated horribly by um, someone else in her life and it's just like a really inspirational story about her mm-hmm. living like this really hard life but she is able to i don't want to say i don't want to say too much but <laughs> yeah don't i'm like now i want to read it i've never heard of this book before it's really good and i like how it's written because it's kind of written in like broken english about like how a doony like might speak to you like she was just like oh. telling her story to you yeah and i really like that choice and like throughout the book it kind of changes like as maybe she... as she's learning yeah oh that's so cool yeah. what is this called again the girl with the louding the voice. girl with the louding voice by abby dare but i really loved it and like i said a doony was just like i would just want to hang out with her because she was like so inspirational and so just like for the horrible things that were happening to her she was so like positive and had such a good outlook yeah and like she never gave up and she just had a lot of like perseverance and i was like if a doonie can do this i can do it and i can live through quarantine and i can do this yes i can live every day <laughs> but i just really love that book and i love to doonie and i hope that there's i mean I i've never heard any talk about this <laughs> this is totally like my own speculation but i would love like a sequel to this book mm. where we follow like a Dooney into like the next phase of her life or even like of a Dooney as like an adult mm-hmm. or like you know 30s yeah like a growing woman I would love to hear and like hear her reflections on her childhood so Abby Dare if you're listening please write a sequel because I need to yeah, hear more about write it because I she's need to, to. Ra- read this book and I'm going to need a sequel after, so... Yeah? Yeah, just do it. Yeah, and if you, listening to this, demand that Abby dare write a sequel. Write a sequel. Read the yes. book and then demand the sequel. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So that's my top five of the summer that I've Very read. Cool. And guys, she has them all written out. She has a hello kitty notebook <laughs> that she's had since elementary school yes. with all her books written down and so she's got like little stars next to her ones she read this summer yes. guys it's the coolest Maybe thing i've we ever can seen post a picture of it yeah could we my 2020 page <sighs> and to the side i have my start although to be uh, honest like the stars are totally non-scientific it's just how i felt at that moment yeah so i didn't i don't think i gave all the ones that i so I gave The Girl Funny Voice 5 out of 5. I gave The Immortal Life of Henry Relax a 4 out of 5, which I think I should, that's low. Oh, it is, like, it is low. It's a good story, but, like, I know where you're coming with, from with the 4 out of 5. Um, like, it's a long read. It is long, and it's, it's also very sad. It's, yeah. So I get that. I gave A City of Girls 5 out of 5, which I stand behind that. I gave Normal People 4.5 out of 5. And I gave The Seven Husbands, Evelyn Hugo, 4.5 out of 5. Hmm, 4.5. Like I said, these are not scientific at all. Yeah, just your thoughts at the moment. Yeah. Like, I get that. I get that. Okay, guys, well, that's some of our summer reads. Our top reads. Um, my last read that I'll tell you about really quickly, because we 
gone through a lot of time. This was supposed to be a short story. <laughs> it's a long story. This is a long story. Um, but if you're interested in another historical fiction writer, um, where did it go? Um, I read the sequel to Next Year in Havana, which is when we left Cuba. I didn't know it was a sequel. Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't it's know that. It's a sequel. Yeah. So it kind of goes into, you know, what happens when they're living in America when they left Cuba. Mm. But it's really, guys, I love history and I love learning more about areas I don't know about and I didn't know much about Cuba. And so this taught me a lot. So if you're interested in it, um, Chanel Cleeton, I, I hate when I say people's names right because I have a hard name. And so I hate when people call me Martana. When yeah. it's really Martana. People who've known me for years still call me Martana because I just don't have the heart to tell them yeah, that I hate that. That's rough. Or Martina or Hannah Montana. Anyway, um, so sorry, Chanel, if I'm saying your name wrong. Okay, but um, yeah, give that a read if you're interested. So we'll make this long story <laughs> come to a close. Theoretically a short story. Th- theoretically short. More short story of like, you know, short bursts mm-hmm. instead of like one long yeah. discussion about one book. But guys, please let us know if you like this because yeah. this was really, I really enjoyed this, doing Same. this episode and I would love to do more of yeah. stuff like this. I'd also love to hear if like you've read some of these books, like what you've been reading over the summer, yeah. what you'd recommend to us. Yeah, maybe we'll add that to our um, Instagram, which you should follow. Yes, please if you follow don't. us. Please rate, review, and subscribe us on iTunes or wherever. Of course. Guys, we want listening. this to be our full-time job. We love our <laughs> listeners. We love to read. Yes. And Yeah, so please reach out to us. You want to hear from you guys. Yeah, please. Be our if friend. If you totally disagree, if you hated one of the books we read, I also want to hear about that. Yeah. I just love to hear different people's opinions on things. Yeah. Also, give us, like we said, some cool would-you-rather yes. theoretical, would you rather hypothetical theoretical situations I'm, for us to talk about. Because I could go all day talking about would-you-rathers. Yeah, same. So anyway, thanks for listening to our long, short story. <laughs> um, short story, because that's what we're going to call it. Yes. Maybe we'll make it shorter next time. Maybe not. We'll figure it out. But anyway, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. Again, rate, review, subscribe. I'm sure you're tired of hearing that, but do it. Please do it. Just do it. Okay. We out from the book note. <laughs> oh, gosh. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> I kind of sound a gangster. <laughs> I liked it. Thank you so much for joining us on the Antisocial Book Club podcast. This podcast is hosted by Kelsey Krubitzer and Martana Carter with producer Jamal Carter. Please follow us on Instagram at Antisocial Book Club Podcast or find us on our website at antisocialbookclubpod.com.